Hi, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Lighthearted. My name is Anna. And my name is Bracey, and we're two average gals chatting about what it means to grow. How are you growing this week? Um, I would say in general, I'm kind of just surviving this week. Um, one of those I, weeks. It's one of those. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I feel like I am like gearing up to focus. Like I yesterday when Taylor and I were chatting, I was like, I feel like I've kind of been funky for the last couple of weeks, but I can like feel myself like coming out of it. Hmm. So that's a nice feeling that I'm like, I feel like I'm getting to a place where I'm ready to like focus on some stuff. Um, that's good. Or just needing to rest for a couple of weeks. Everybody needs rest. We do. Uh, what about you? How have you been growing? I have been on, you know, still on my journey of figuring out how to balance everything. But I will say mm-hmm. I had like a, oh, I'm glad I did this moment um, earlier this week. I have been focusing on working out, but not to the point where I'm like stressing myself out about it. So I've mostly been doing like BOSU workouts in our living room. Oh my gosh, BOSU. I love BOSU balls. They're so fun. They really are. And they also are very challenging. Uh, I feel like it's just like just enough challenge. I'm not like dying, but like it's, you know, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're pushing yourself. Yeah. Um, But the other day I didn't really want to work out. I wasn't dressed for a workout. I didn't really have a ton of time, but I was like, you know what? I'm not going to make myself get dressed. I'm just going to put the workout video on. I'm not going to do any high intensity exercises, Mm -hmm. but I'll do the ones that I can like reasonably do in my socks. And that's what I did. And I was like, okay, I feel like I did 95% of that workout and amazing. I, I did it. And yeah. I didn't beat myself up about not doing it and I didn't him and Hog were like getting dressed and getting ready and all that stuff. It was just like a good, okay, I, you know, this is a good in between. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So hopefully, I mean, hopefully I just stick to better workouts than that, but I feel like that was a good off day situation. Yeah. 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 Well, and you still like moved your body. Yeah. And I felt better afterwards, which is, you know, the goal. Yeah, for sure. All right, today's topic is all about love, (laughs) which is kind of exciting. Um, But before we get into that, I do want to talk about the fact that you are about to celebrate your first Mother's Day, which before we started this, you were like, I don't think it's that big a deal. And I'm like, what? This is a huge deal. I'm so excited for you. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I don't feel like it's that big of a deal. I don't know. I guess, yeah, I'm like, okay, I'm a mom now. Like, like, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just momming around every day. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, Well, are y'all doing anything to celebrate? I'm sure we will. I have no idea what that is. (laughs) Uh, I know that Seb is planning on getting me something, but I don't know what that is either. Did Seb get you a push present? He didn't, but then he got me the frame TV for Christmas. So I've, I, okay. I'm counting that because that was like an extravagant Christmas gift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a, it was a double. Yeah. Um, okay. Just randomly curious. I don't feel like men really know what push presents are unless the wife tells them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably true. Um, yeah. And I'm not the kind of person that's going to be like, I demand you get me a push present. <laughs> right. I'm about to be pushing. Where's my gifty? <laughs> okay, cool. I would be curious if 
we should ask our moms like if they had any feelings about having their first Mother's Day. Well, because you oh. made your mom a mom. I did, yeah. Yeah. My mom I mean, was already mothering for many years before me. Right. So she was a veteran. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how to I, I don't know how to celebrate Mother's Day. It's like all new territory. What do I even do? What do I do with my hands? <laughs> Well, and I wonder maybe when like, yeah, when she's older and she's like making you cards and like she's making you breakfast before you get out of the bed, it'll be, um, yeah, it might feel more celebratory. I will say I've seen a lot of discussion on the internet recently about how Mother's Day is celebrated and Mm -hmm. there's been a, a couple of things about like veteran moms versus active duty moms and how maybe like the older generation can defer a little bit to like mothers who are in in the middle of it, which I'm really grateful to my mother-in-law because she actually preemptively texted all of us and was like, you know, y'all do what you want for Mother's Day. We'll celebrate me some other time. And so Mm -hmm. we decided with her to go ahead and do Mother's Day on Saturday, which I'm actually hoping that we can kind of carry into the future because I feel like that makes it easier if we don't have to do like extended family situations on actual Mother's Day. Yeah. Um, and then I've also seen discussions around like mothers getting what they actually want on Mother's Day, which might not be like a family meal. It might be a morning to themselves or like yeah. a day out of the house without kids, you know, like there's not, you know, the, the standard Mother's Day might not be what every mother wants. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Okay. All right. Well, let's talk about love. Ugh. <laughs> love all kinds of emotions come up uh, when we're talking about love because there are so many different types of love we got friendship love we got romantic love we got familial love spiritual love self-love all the loves what different types of love do you feel like you have in your life right now I mean, I feel like I have a little of all of these. I think obviously right now I'm in a real heavy season of familial love mm-hmm. and it looks a little different than it used to. That That's really true. I didn't – when I was saying those, I didn't even think about it, which makes sense because I am not a mother. So that makes sense that that's not on my – I'm not thinking about that flow of love. Yeah, I think when you get married is when the shift starts to happen from going from thinking of your family as like your birth family to mm. your like your partner as like your core family. Yeah. But it really ramps up once you have a kid because now it's like I think of like my brother and his wife and Seb's sister and her husband and child as like our extended family now. They're not our yeah. like, immediate family, which is yeah. a real shift. It's different. <gasps> That's true. Your tree is growing. Yeah. So that's interesting. But I think, I mean, the other types of love are definitely still there. I feel pretty grateful that I haven't, I don't think I've dropped the ball on any of my other types of love. If you're my friend and you don't feel loved, please let me know so I can step up. But (laughs) this would not be a true podcast episode if we didn't just at least adjacently mention friendship anxiety. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It's true. Well, on the topic of friendship love, what does that feel like to you? Or like, how do you feel like you express friendship love? I think you might be better at answering this. I think we've kind of come to terms with the fact that I don't really fully understand what 
like a normal friendship looks like, or I feel like I don't understand what a normal friendship true. looks like. <laughs> um, I mean, I feel like friendship love for me is just like a person who is consistently there for you. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I think my like female friendships growing up might've been a little dysfunctional or something. Cause I just don't have that like sisterly bond. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. what that feels like. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's what my friendships are, but I, I'm really grateful for the friends that I have that are always like, you know, in for a G chat or, you know, you and I do a lot of video chatting, which is Mm -hmm. really great. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I feel like that's what friendship love looks like to me is like somebody being there really consistently and knowing what's going on in my day to day life. Yeah. What about you? I would say friendship love for me is, yeah, those things that you mentioned too, like somebody who's consistently there for me. Um, knows what's going on. But then I feel like too, I would extend it to just like somebody who I have a lot of love for and I feel their love for me and they like fill my cup up in some way. Oh, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Because I definitely, I mean, we've talked about this a bunch of times, but like, you know, we have friends that we talk to a lot and then friends we don't talk to quite as much, but it doesn't like change the relationship for me necessarily. Yeah, you're right. I think my description didn't take into account my friendships that I have that I know will pick back up this the exact same way, mm-hmm. you know, when we're back together that we yeah. might not talk every day, but it's like totally fine. Which that is like one of the best feelings ever. It is. And I think that's actually like a specific type of friendship love. Like those yeah. two things aren't the same. Yeah, that's a good point. Because yeah, I definitely have friends that I'm like, oh, I might go six, eight months without like talking to you, but then when we are together or we finally get on the phone with each other, like we talk for hours and it does not feel like we've spent any time not talking. Do you think that that has to do with the person or perhaps their attachment style? Like, do you Hmm. think your secure friends are more likely to be able to just like not talk to you for six months and then be totally fine when you, you know, come back together? That's a good question. I think that that is a very good theory. I think it probably, yeah, maybe has to do with attachment style. Maybe also just has to do with like the history of the friendship or like Mm -hmm. how the friendship, you know, came to be or was like when you were spending lots of time together or talking a lot. Yeah. But that's a good point. I also think it has to do with like the person's circumstances too because I can think of, you know, a couple of people who – We don't talk as often, but I know that they're kind of in the thick of it with, you know, either job or kids or whatever. And I don't have any feelings about that. Like if you Mm -hmm. need to go do your thing, like do do it. I'll be here when you get back. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of freedom and flexibility in friendship that isn't there in like romantic love. Yeah. Yeah, because it's harder to maintain a romantic love without, you know, being. Yeah together a lot right or talking frequently like it just it doesn't lend itself to that but in friendship love it's like it lets you yeah kind of go off spread your wings and then (laughs) and it's still gonna be there you know um okay what types of relationships do you feel like fall into spiritual love for you I like this question because I sort of feel like most all relationships are spiritual. It just kind of depends the degree to which they are. And I mean, we've talked about this before, but my 
beliefs on, you know, how we come to the planet and, you know, the path for our life mm-hmm. is that we kind of make a plan on what it is we want to accomplish while we're here on earth. And, you know, I, I personally think that that includes what family we come into and the types of relationships that we have over the span of our lifetime. And so I do feel like a lot of connections are meant to be, um, whether that's a friendship, romantic, familial, like any of those yeah. categories. So I feel like most most relationships are spiritual. Just, you know, it, it might even be like an, an enemy kind of situation. Like karmically, you needed that enemy to like learn a lesson or whatever. And that was actually a spiritual moment. Even yeah. Though it wasn't fun, you know. Um, but yeah, I think a lot about that specifically in terms of family now because mm-hmm. – Seb and I talk all the time and we'll tell Delaney, thank you for picking us. Like, thanks for coming to our family. Aww. We're glad you're here. That's um, so sweet. She's just an angel. She <laughs> is. We got the good baby. You really do. All right. What about you? How do you feel about spiritual connections, spiritual love? I feel like I have almost no thoughts on this, honestly. Like, I think because I it's just like not something I think about a lot. Um, honestly, yeah. the only thing I think about when I <laughs> see this is the pattern app that I'm <laughs> fully beholden to. So yeah, I don't know. I feel like this is something that I would have to deep dive on a little bit more, like think about, um, I don't know. Like, I mean, I do believe that the people in my life are here for a reason. So I guess that's like maybe as as close as I get to kind of thinking about my relationships in a spiritual way. And the pattern will tell you what that reason is. And they sure will. And I will believe it wholeheartedly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, where do you stand with your self-love situation right now? Mm. I feel like this is an interesting one for both of us coming off of a little uh, promo for the next episode coming out after this one is with uh, our dear friend Julia talking about body image. Um, and I I don't know. I feel like this is absolutely an area of growth for me. Being a wing one in the Enneagram, I am super hard on myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so – this is something that I want to focus on and want to put energy into and um, figure out some strategies on how I can grow my self-love. But I don't know. I would say I feel like kind of medium right now <laughs> or something if I'm if I'm thinking about it on some sort of scale where I have times in my day or in my week where I'm very appreciative of myself and you know, what I'm, what I'm accomplishing or how I'm growing. And then I have times where I'm just like really mean (laughs) and I, uh, I can like recognize it. I'm like, well, I'm being really mean right now, but I don't know how to stop because it's such a habit, you know, like the way Mm -hmm. that I think about myself or talk to myself in my head. Um, that's your thoughts in your head are so interesting as like, if you think about them as habits, because they are habits mm -hmm. and, Mm -hmm. Are they healthy habits? I feel like for right. most people, the answer is no. Yeah. And it's it's so hard to like break those things and you're like, oh, I've just been – this is just how my brain has been working for, you know, X number of years. It's really hard to like imagine a different way of thinking. 
It is, but neuroplasticity is our friend. We can change our thoughts. It is. Um, Okay, what about you? How's self-love for you right now? I also had some feelings coming off of that episode with Julia, but I do think that it sort of reignited my belief that, or like my, in the last few months, I've been trying to be better about having a relationship with my body instead of just Mm. like making demands of it or being annoyed with it or all of those things. Yeah. I also mentioned recently that I have been working on my default position of like, I'm wrong and I need to figure out how to do things right. And I think that Mm -hmm. that's going well and I want to continue, continue that. Um, So I feel like those, both of those things have been really helpful. I'm just not fully ingrained in that, you know, pattern yet. Mm -hmm. So on the whole, I feel like we're doing pretty well, like we're on the up and up, you know? Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a real FGO for both of us, for sure. It is, yeah. I, I mean, honestly, I feel like people don't think about their self-love relationship often enough. Yeah, 100%. I feel like the, you know, self-care is what is pushed, but I don't know that self-care and self-love are thought about Which in the same sphere. If you love yourself, you care for yourself. I also think that, you know, I think we mentioned right. this when we talked about self-care, but I think self-care comes off as like a, you know, action item type thing. And also it can be a little superficial. Mm-hmm. I also think that it oftentimes is used as like a, I'm really stressed. Let me fix it. Whereas I think that if you are working on self-care and self-love as a foundation that you wouldn't always get to that place where you need a Band-Aid, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and I feel like, yeah, self-love feels more like something internal that you're working on and trying to really like, you know, flourish and blossom in yourself. Whereas self-care is, yeah, like you said, like action items. It's like, let me go take care of myself in some specific way where self-love is like, how do I appreciate myself? Yeah. Maybe we should do a full episode on self-love and self-care because I feel like that could be interesting. Agree. All right. You heard it here first. (laughs) Okay. Back to familial love for a second. Do you feel like there are different categories of familial love? Yes, absolutely. Because I feel like the love that I feel for my siblings is different than the love that I have for my mom. And then it's also interesting, like, you know, Taylor and I are about to get married and like shifting my brain and you know when we talk about his family I'm like well they're about to be my family Mm -hmm. and like my family is about to become your family and like a lot of ways I already feel like that's true but then I feel like there's also you know my family members that my cousins or my uncles and my aunts and you know that I don't spend a ton of time with or some of them I like have you know, more intimate, serious relationships with, and some of them I don't. And I feel like there's also like a familial love that's like, I love you because you're my family. Mm, But is that real love? (laughs) I mean, I think it is a type of love. Yeah. Like I, I feel love for you because we are related, but I might not know, you know, very many things about you or have like any type of close connection necessarily. But like, I feel a love towards you. I don't know. I feel like especially when I was little, maybe as an adult, you like it changes mm-hmm. um, as you like get to know people better or whatever and kind of develop more of an honest opinion or 
thought on them. But like, you know, when I was little, I'm like, oh yeah, like I love, I love this person or whatever. And I'm like, I don't really know them, but like, I just love them because we're my family, we're family. And I know that I'm, that you love family and like, that's it. Yeah. Um, I feel like that type of love to me is closer. I think it, I think it is still love, but I think it's closer to care. Like when I think about mm you know, ha- like caring for someone else. I, I care for them. I care for their well-being. And that's like, you know, a type of love, but it's not mm-hmm. a specific love, I guess. Mm-hmm. I feel like too, in talking about like being a kid is like, you know, I work with kids all day long and I'm like, I those kids love me mm-hmm. and they don't know anything about me, but they see me every day or every week and I talk to them and we talk about emotions and I listen to them and like, they're like, I love you. <laughs> I missed you. You know, like, and I'm like, you don't even know me, but it's so cute. And it makes me feel nice. Do you think kids have a larger capacity for love than adults? A million percent I do. I mean, well, I say that. I think they have a large capacity in a different way than you do when you're an adult. I think they they are more giving and more freely expressing how they feel about literally anybody that they that they come into contact with. So yeah, I don't know. It's a different type of love, but I it feels more uh like more joyous or something, like so much more generous. Yeah. Just thinking about that is so fascinating cuz to me that says that something about the way we raise children makes them mm. comfortable to express yeah, like, whatever innate feelings they have. Mhm. Sucks. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, this is interesting. What about you? What what do you feel about familial love? Yeah, I definitely think there's different categories. I mean, I just like you said, I love my brother differently than I do, you know, my mom and dad and differently than I do Delaney. Mm-hmm. And but I think they're all important. Like you need those different types of relationships in a family because you can't all love each other the same way. No. But that's actually I feel like I've heard people say things about comparing the way they love their children versus the the way they love their spouse. And Mm. now that I know, I'm like, those it's apples and oranges. You cannot put those two things together. It doesn't make any sense. They're totally different. Well, because do you think you'll ever, I mean, I know Seb is your family, but do you feel like familial love towards him or do you feel like it's romantic love? Is it a combo? I think it's both. Cause I was looking at okay. the like categories that we mentioned. Um, I think, you know, it's familial, it's spiritual, it's romantic and it's friendship. Like it's all of those things. Yeah. It's everything. Um, which I think is what makes a partner a partner. Like you have a little bit of all of it and, mm-hmm. and also you have to learn how to balance all of those things too. Yeah. And he is my family. And I think that's the part of like the, the type of love where you know that they'll always be there. Like it's the mm-hmm. backbone kind of situation. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the romance is just the cherry on top. Which is interesting that it like becomes the backbone. Yeah. Because it certainly doesn't start that way. I think it takes time. And like, yeah. you know, we've been together, let's see, going on eight years now. And... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I would have thought of him as my family a year in, but now I definitely do. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So much shifting, so much changing. I know. And yeah, it's crazy how these relationships can even change over time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I'm excited about our next question because this this topic kind of is what inspired this entire episode. It is, yeah. 
Um, and I, I don't know, it's a tough one. It is. What does unconditional love mean to you? I mean, I think the textbook definition is like to love somebody without conditions. So like literally mm-hmm. nothing could change the fact that you love them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you and I have talked about whether we believe that that's true, mm-hmm. that you can love someone without condition. And yeah. I think my answer before was no. And I think that in most cases that is true. The one, I mean, I think the parent-child relationship is the one where it's it gets a little sticky because I'm like, I cannot think of a thing that Delaney could do that would make me not love her. The only thing that I can think of in that scenario is like, if she were to do something really horrible, like, you know, murder another person or yeah, um, be addicted to drugs or something like that, like, is that a place where I'm, I, you know, I cut the relationship off and I'm like, I can't, I, I'm choosing not to love you. Cause I, I really don't think that there is, I don't think that I'm like, oh, you did this bad thing. Now I don't love you anymore. I don't think that exists yeah. for yeah. me and her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I and honestly, I'm thinking about like a parent-child relationship with in the midst of addiction. I think that's almost like a I love you so much, I cannot continue to do this to either of us. So I'm going to cut yeah. our relationship off here because it's not like neither of us are benefiting here. Right. And and in that situation you're describing, I'm like I don't even hear that as like yeah, it's not unconditional. It's not conditional love at all. It's just it might be like there there's conditional support. Or something like that. Like, yeah, I, but yeah, I, I feel like the unconditional love, the only relationship that I believe in it about is like from parent to child. Yeah. Yeah. It's also like working in, you know, some of the behavior schools I've been in, like, there are some like very intense things happening with, you know, with some, some kids that I'm like, I've, I've seen a parent kind of struggle between like my child is doing a lot of really scary and horrible things and I love them Mm, yeah which yeah it's like that's such a really that's a tough 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 spot to be in that I like really can't even imagine um yeah but yeah I I agree that yeah, I don't believe in unconditional like outside of the parent child. Like I don't believe in it other well, I actually other think places. That in in every relationship, including the parent child relationship, you're always kind of balancing your love in that relationship versus your self love. Because when mm. when that relationship impedes on your self love, your personal autonomy, that's when there's a problem. Um, yeah, and that's when you know the conditions start coming in. Like I can love you, but not at the expense of loving myself. Sure. Yeah. I, I I like that. I agree with that. And I feel like for me, this like this idea or think in thinking about unconditional love has definitely come up in thinking about like our vows and what we're going to be promising each other because, you know, what's funny is that in therapy she was like yeah because your dad and I was like oh I didn't even like (laughs) make this connection like whatsoever but like of course like that makes perfect sense that that's kind of uh where this is coming from probably for for me but yeah I'm like I want to be very clear on like what we're promising each other because there are conditions to to my love and I'm sure to Taylor's love. Like we're not going to love each other no matter what. Like there are things that would cause our relationship to to break. 
um, and for love to be lost between us. Like, you know, God forbid those any of those things ever happen, but like it, it's a it's out it's there. It's real. Like hundred well, percent. I'm, I'm so glad that y'all are taking that seriously because I feel the same way. And I, we haven't talked about this yet, but I think there are there's a lot of choice in love. There's mm-hmm. you know, you you do wake up and choose the person over and over again. And like yeah. in a rough patch, you have to make that choice because that, you know, like lovey dovey honeymoon feeling isn't always there. Yeah. And I think that the choice piece is important. And I think that's a lot of the times where some couples can end up going wrong because they aren't making the choice every time. Yeah. Which is hard. It's not always easy that choice, but yeah, yeah, that it's just what's required for like a long-term relationship. Yeah. Which is why it's important to, you know, when you're making vows to somebody, be specific about what you're willing to promise. Yeah. And I'm like excited. Like I like that's the part of the wedding that I care about the most. Like I'm excited to write those together. I think we're gonna do like a little combo, like some things will we'll have some separate and then some be be the same that we're we're promising. Um but I'm like that's the part I'm looking forward to the most of the whole the whole wedding is like hearing us both say to each other like what we're what we're committing to because that feels like the most important part. Yeah, I love that. I uh keep meaning to make some art that has our vows on it because every time I read them, I cry I love that. every time. Yeah. I think that's really special. Yeah. And it's just like, I yeah, it would be a cool thing to like have up to see frequently, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. get that little, little reminder. Yep. All right. Well, thanks for talking to me about love. I love you. I love you. And for all of you out there listening, I think we forgot to mention this at the beginning, but we had our first like Arts club and it was fun. It really was fun. I had a great time. Me too. We just had a little Q&A. We chatted. It was great. It was basically a podcast, but live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think we'll definitely have another Q&A at some point because we did not get through all of our questions for each other. Yeah. And for those of you who are already in the club, the replay is available at lighthearted.substack.com. And if you guys would like to join us for this month, I think we're going to be doing a book club style podcast club. So we'll all be listening to some different podcast episodes and then coming together to discuss and um, we haven't set the date yet, but that will be at some point in May. And if you would like to join us, it's $5 a month or $50 for the year. Please do so at lightcarded.substack.com. And we're just having a great time in there. So get on in. Yeah. Come join us. Um, and if you have any questions or thoughts about this episode, you can either leave us some comments on our Substack if you're, if you're in there, or you can send us an email at lightheartedpodcast at gmail.com. And be sure to follow along on Instagram at LikeHeartedPod. Talk to you soon. Bye.